So I, I did a lot of research and there I've seen that they were brewing with root herbs instead of hops. Hello and welcome to Best Sips Worldwide. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, an American travel writer living in London. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by the history of cocktails ever since. Through the years, I've been lucky enough to sip some of the best made by the best. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let me introduce you to the movers and shakers of the world's most famous watering holes. Beer without hops? Even after meeting our guest today, Anique Desplenter, of Groot Brewery in Ghent, I couldn't believe her story until I tried the beer itself. Close your eyes, take a sip, and all you taste is great beer. She's with us today to tell us how she came up with the idea of making beer with herbs in the first place. Well, my father, I've been born in a brewery. I'm living uh, on top of the brewery in an apartment. And um, my father, when I was seven years old, he always said to me, you have to taste this and smell this. And he, he always, I, I was also very interested in the beer business. Also on Sunday when we came together with the family, uh, the brothers and the sisters, uh, we came all together and they were all small breweries and uh, so we were discussing business, uh, the production, uh, how ameliorate the production. And uh, Were these home breweries or these were proper... Yeah, that was... Sold beer in town breweries. Yes, like Carmelite was there, uh, the Hommel beer, uh, very known beers. And uh, we were always uh, uh, talking about ameliorating the process. And I was always with the man, and the side of the man when the women were talking about something else. And I was always interested in in the... Yeah... The talking about the brewery and the do, business. Do you remember liking it at such a young age? Oh yes. Can you taste it? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And also he 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 um, he he forced me. Not he didn't force me, <laughs> but he said uh, try also different kind of wines. Uh, and it was not only beer; it was a little bit of everything. And then he talked about it. Oh, you taste this now, and and that's how I got such a, a full palate. Uh, when do you think you can remember how old you were when you started realizing the difference between beers? Uh, I was approximately sixteen, eighteen. Then when I started realizing what was really going on, also with the studies that I was doing, I applicated them uh, on what he learned before. Uh, So it was easier for me to to recognize and to see, ah, okay, so that is the production and that's how we have to produce and the chemical uh, side of it. and then I, 
I saw immediately the the conference with with the tasting of the beer. Mm. Um, now you said your studies. Did you study beer making? Yes. I mean, you yeah. knew immediately. I'm going to do this. This is going to be my life. Well, I I did first uh, some experience um, economic. I studied economics and then um, I went abroad and I went to. Uh, the, U- the USA to Lyon uh, in Fr- uh, France to see a little bit around and when I came back then from all those studies I uh, I said now I'm going to study the brewing engineer uh, uh, so I restarted studying, but uh, and there's there's actually a, a course in yes, it's a brewing engineer. It's a, a brewing my, engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, oh, right, because Ghent is a university town. Yes, here in Ghent, it's mm-hmm. a big big um, biochemia studies, and uh, then the last year is brewing. Love. You can choose for an option brewing, and that's where. I, but I was determined then, and I, I said, "Well, I'm I'm back here in Belgium now. I'm going to do this. What my father did, because this is my road. That's the thing I know. This is my interest." Uh, now, did you work with your dad? Yeah, I've been working with him for six to six to eight years, something like that. And then we sold the brewery. Uh, we sold the brewery together because our position in the market wasn't too good. It was too small and too big at the same time to compete with, uh, with the big brewers. And uh, so we decided to sell. And then I said, whoa, what did I do now? I sold the brewery and what I'm going to do now? And that's why I, I was walking around here in the city and I said, well, uh, there were 380 breweries in the past and the city of Ghent, uh, it's a shame that they don't have a brewery anymore. And so they, there were 280 before? Yes. To nothing? Yeah, yeah. Everything disappeared. Mm-hmm. And there were no brands, no, no brands from Ghent anymore. And so I said, well, I'm going to restart a small brewery on a small scale. How long was it between you sold and then you had this idea? Well, the idea was a day off. A day. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to take any vacation. I'm going right back. Right, right there. But at the same time, I couldn't start yet because, um, yeah, I didn't have uh, the material. I didn't have a recipe. I didn't have a brand and uh, I didn't have the money yet. Uh, so I had to make, I had to go for a bank loan, and uh, I, it was a lot of preparation to do before. So I only started two years after that. And did you know immediately what kind of beer you wanted to make? No, uh, I first uh, wanted to make a normal five percent alcohol beer. That's what I knew I was wanted to do. Uh, but the Groot concept, uh, I didn't know yet because that was in my research in the Middle Age uh, books uh, and in my research uh, where all those old breweries were located and those 260 breweries in the past uh, were located. And, uh, and I was looking for a brand name and uh, because I had to start from zero, so I, I did a lot of research, and uh, there I've seen that they were brewing with root herbs instead of hops. 
And I said, how is this possible? So I got very fascinated by the fact that in the Middle Age, uh, some brewers under the French government had to brew with herbs instead of hops. And just back to the 280, when were there 280 breweries in Ghent? In the Middle Ages. Oh, so in the Middle Ages. Yeah, yeah. All uh, along the... The, the, the river. And they had records? Yes, 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 yes. So I've looked up everything and I went to the city to ask some explanation because they have a lot of um, information here. And, um, and then I went back to my professor uh, asking him, can you help me to do um, to, to uh, do some research on herbs instead of hops? And then he was telling me, eh, it's not possible, you can't brew without hops, it's not possible. But I know that you're a very stubborn girl and you can use my laboratorium and uh, we see how far it brings you. And in the books that you found in the research, yeah. did it tell what her herbs they used? Uh, sometimes. It was so you uh, free, it wasn't a, a real recipe. But sometimes they were talking about that herb or that herb. And so I started with those herbs to do some research, how they sm smelled in a beer, how they tasted in a beer, how much bitterness that they gave, because we in the beer business we need some bitterness. Um, yeah, and that's, that's yeah how it started. So I, I took extractions from every herb and then, uh, and so we went further uh, till we came to a recipe that was, it was two years that I worked on that. And so another two years that I work on a, on a recipe that was smelling good, tasting good, uh, also with uh, um, a tasting panel of friends and a tasting, professional tasting panel. Every month we came together to taste and to see what, what was the result and to adapt to brew. So each time I was brewing again and yeah, it was a whole... Uh... And what does your professor say now? <laughs> He's very proud now. I'm sure. <laughs> he says, yes, you can make a beer without hop. Yeah, right. And he was then at the end, he was very behind it as of well course. because I, I there was a, a day that I wanted to stop because I thought, this is not possible and never will succeed, succeed with that. And then he came back to me and he, sa he said, oh, Anika, I've been looking behind your back what you're doing and it's very interesting what you're doing. And I want to keep you, continue doing it. And if you want, I can put my, my, all my people on it and help you a little bit with that. But then we have to go to the government and ask for uh, some financial need. And he also helped me with that. So we, we, we went together to Brussels to uh, present the project. And uh, what was so interesting about brewing with herbs instead of hops. So he was completely turned and um, very, very excited about uh, the whole and thing. And what did your father think? Yeah, well... He yeah. must have been on the tasting panel, right? Not in the beginning. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the beginning. He was all, a little bit uh, hesitated. Uh, is she going to succeed? Uh, what is she doing now? And... Uh, 
and he was a little bit scared, I think. Uh, but then at the end, uh, now he's very proud of about course. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, even though there aren't 280 distilleries here anymore, breweries, it's quite a crowded market in, you know, beer in Belgium. Oh yes. Oh <laughs> so yes. So how did you find your way to get into places and get people to try it? Well, a, a personal way of personal introduction, like you can see here, receiving people, brewing on the spot, uh, talking to people, what we are doing, and um, to to keep them in conscious what, what how you make a beer. So you, as you can see, we we, we were full in the brewing process. And if somebody comes in here and asks some explanation, we can give it to them. And, and, and it's a, a different way of approach. And, and that's what I wanted to, to do as well. And also not uh, too big of an installation. I'm not, uh, not uh, yeah, that the, uh, the risk of the investment is not too high. So that we, do not, we are not too forced to sell a lot and that we can say oh what comes comes and um, and then from mouth to mouth I think uh, we got there and um, we got uh, a lot of introduction into the bars and uh, people love it people uh, also because we brew very natural on a natural way uh, we don't filter uh, it's a uh, a stubborn way of brewing and that's how we explain people what we're doing and um, and then um, that's how we got our position into the market I think mm. well I've got to try some of this okay so should we open some bottles sure All let's right. do that All right, thank you <laughs> thanks so much to Anique for joining us today if you're in Belgium do not miss a chance to try one of her beers our cocktail of the week the Wiesensauer was invented at Jasper's Corner Tap and Kitchen in San Francisco, California. It's a whiskey sour with a twist. You'll need two ounces of bourbon, three quarters of an ounce of fresh lemon juice, a quarter of an ounce of simple syrup, a bar spoon of orange marmalade, two dashes of orange bitters, and two ounces of Groot Wiet beer. Combine all the ingredients and gently shake with ice. Strain over fresh ice cubes into a highball glass, then garnish with a lemon twist. For more of what to drink while in Ghent, check out my Belgian posts on my blog, bestbitsworldwide.com. He may have lived in Bucharest when I interviewed him, but he was off to join his brother on a tiny island in Norway. Enigmatic, but full of chat once I got him going. Adrian Pudelschak, our next guest, will definitely be missed at Magellan's in Old Town Bucharest. Still, he leaves behind an amazing bar menu and the hope he will return after his big adventure. Until next time, bottoms up. For more information and links to everything you've heard about, plus a bit more, please visit bestbitsworldwide.com. Thanks for listening to Best Sips Worldwide, a spin-off of Best Bits Worldwide. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation, and never drink and drive. Okay, I said that last part. 
theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. You'll find me at the bar. Bye.